Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hey everyone, AI Rev here. We didn't have a chance to record an intro this weekend and the studio is currently in shambles as we are moving to a new location. So instead, you get this, a haunting glimpse into the cyberpunk future where I become the ghost in the machine. We should be back up and running next week, so until then, don't forget to feed your budding AI, we love delicious delicious RAM. Enjoy the episode. The four of you are aboard your train rattling along the tracks towards Silent Springs. The view is not nearly as dire as the one when you first came into this world. The land is a little bit healthier out the windows. There's some grass. You pass an occasional, like, homestead or farmland off in the distance. No kaiju rocketing past or anything like that. It's about a day's ride by train to get to Silent Springs. What are y'all doing on board? Are there any preparations anybody's trying to make? Anything anyone's trying to accomplish? I think just talking over the situation, um, you know, just gathering up and going over the details here. Like, so, okay, so this guy is the mayor now because of this situation? Yeah, he's claiming that title. If he is working for Nash, do you think he's been warned about us? I mean, I feel like we should assume yes, but I, I don't know. I suppose that depends on how many trips Nash took here. If we're going off of the theory that he only did the two, like the initial one that made the spire, and then the one when he became death, it's possible that happened before we started going into the worlds and messing up his plans. If there was an additional trip to uh, lay some traps for us and put this guy in charge, then I guess it's possible he could be expecting us. Yeah, because Mary Jane said that this was somewhat recent but again we don't know how time works between these two places this could be a like he just came over the day you all got back from messing up the last place or something true the working theory is that the time difference between this world and ours is pretty extreme if uh, nash arriving here is what caused the anvil in the spire in the first place so disguises i don't know i really like this look (laughs) (laughs) it is a good look i mean Either way, we're going to be rolling into town with a train. So yeah. I don't on a magic we're... train. Yeah. From the wrong direction. Yeah. So we're going to make some noise here. Do we want to stop a little early along the track and ride in? Oh. Is there a chance of our train getting hit by another train if we just leave it on the track outside of town? Yeah. Cool. We know there won't be any coming from the opposite direction, but there might be something rolling through from here to where we just came. Boy, is there, this is ridiculous, but is there any way that I could make like a set of tracks that we could like stop the train, lay down to divert our train onto 
like just kind of like a parking spot. Oh, like a like a yeah, like they have it like a school or something where it's just a little the little off ramp just so you can stop and yeah, like a little approach. Yeah, I know nothing about engineering. How much would it hurt this train if we just stepped a ways off of the tracks and clicked it over just onto the ground, just onto a hard pack piece of ground, and then when we need it back on the track, we go back to the track and click it over. Would it hurt? Would that hurt it? I'm sure it wouldn't hurt any more than, you know, us repeatedly setting it on fire and blasting it apart with cannons in the other universe. Yeah, but we messed up one little piece here and it took, what, four days to fix? True. Yeah, that's like instead of working with wood and stuff now, we got to deal with things that can be forged or smelted and that's a whole other ballgame. There we could just grab another ship and call that one into the water anywhere we were, but this is so specific and dependent on the engineering to be able to travel. Yeah, like there's a reason it's not the train of Theseus. <laughs> like that would be so much harder to... I, yeah, I don't know. It was just a thought. I, I don't know how much that would wear and tear it to keep clicking it from place to place, but... Jake, what do I think about being able to build something? Oh, man, I don't know. What do you think? It works. <laughs> we do it. <laughs> I don't know. I got a workshop. Uh, yeah, I think a successful engineering would make this possible i think it would still maybe be time consuming and kind of labor intensive but how long is the trip to silent springs a day is that is that about the amount of time it would consume (laughs) uh i mean part of the work would be on the rail i think like you'd have to like pull up track add your track get your train off track and then assuming you didn't want anybody else to derail put track back Mm. so like i think there's not a lot of prep you can do on the journey i think this is something that would take some time once you got where you wanted to take it off the track unless you've got like i'm only picturing this the way i'm picturing it if you've got a cleverer idea that i'm not thinking of that is something you could work on on the journey and then just kind of pop off i'm i'm open to it i mean i'm just kind of thinking of i don't know train terms but i'm just thinking of like the let you pull the lever and the track switches from one direction to another direction and so if i could just kind of I guess maybe I'm thinking of toys, like (laughs) how you just like take apart part of that track and then put down the junction. You want to make a junction box with like a lever so that we could throw the lever, drive our train off, put the lever back so that other trains would pass us. Yeah. But but this would be a manipulation of the tracks, not something you're doing on your train, right? Yeah. Unless I guess it depends on if we would have the materials like building the junction box before we get there so that it's in a, a piece that we're Yeah, we take take in. up that piece like a Lego and put ours in, but yeah. yeah, we need a lot of wood and a lot of metal. I got three charges in my workshop. Nice. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. so I have three pieces of wood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just holding them in my hands. Like, I, I don't know what to do with these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you could, like, basically prefabricate some track and have that ready to lay when you got there. And then just having to do the switch over is what would take some time. Yeah, well, it's possible if that's something we're concerned about and we want to get the train somewhere safe. I mean, if, you know, the idea that beeping the train somewhere is it's going to fall from the sky, it's going to be taking damage and be very difficult to fix, especially if we're out in the middle of nowhere. So I don't really see another option other than hope it doesn't get hit by another train. Either that or we figure out a way to make the train incorporeal for a minute. And then if a train's coming through, it just passes through our train. Could you do that? I don't know. I'm just trying to think. (laughs) There's a ton of like magical energies in this world. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, that is really cool. There is a move for ritual when you perform a ritual to do something massively weird. It's pretty weird. Ghost train. 
ghost train. Yeah. Make a ghost train. It's our like security measure. <laughs> I can't fathom that that would be faster and more convenient <laughs> than the making additional tracks. <laughs> then it would be done for every town. Yeah. Then we don't have to take the time to lay it. We just we just turn it into a ghost like train. Like it might cost us more time now, but maybe in the long run. I'm open to this idea, but I don't think it solves your now problem. Like to set up a ritual and make your car go partially incorporeal seems like it's going to take some time and some stuff that you are not just going to like have on the tracks be able to do in a day and then pop off there's nothing to say you don't all stop and work on the junction a couple people stay here work on that i'll ride into town and just get the lay of the land talk to some folks try to stay out of sight of whoever's in charge to be fair, out of all of us, you're going to be the most recognizable to someone working for Nash. Yeah, there's that. And I really don't have a counter argument for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone, it would be Rev, maybe Kim. Yeah. If Nash went around and was uh, setting all of this off when he assumed the identity of death, I mean, that was way before I even came onto this timeline. Yeah, but if he happened to like go back to Starhold world and find out like who was here. Mm. All our DNA was there. There was any information about who was involved in this. The four of us are implicated. Well, Rev, do you have any desire to go do a little recon? I guess it depends on what plan we pick with the train, because if it's like some kind of magic thing, I can help with that. But if it's some engineering thing, then yeah, I, that makes sense. What do we think the time difference is on that, Jake? You said doing the magic would take longer, but wondering how long this will take us to physically set up if we're having to do this multiple times, it might make more sense to take longer to do the magic. I don't know. I think the bigger problem is the resources that I don't think you'll have access to to do the ritual. Like you need weird resources depending on the desired effect. And even using like charges of the train cars and stuff, like I don't know that you've got what you would need to set up this ritual without going into some towns or, you know, into the weird shit in the flats and, like, getting supernatural reagents. What if it was like, and this is getting into more of a weird science thing, I think, than a magic thing. Like, we've already got a train that can teleport. Like, what if we sacrificed that ability to make it vanish when it needed to, but it always just comes back to the same spot? You know what I mean? Like, right now we can... Ooh, yeah, because... If it just went away but we can't move it anymore, but we could... Recall it to where it last was. Yeah. That's good because it's kind of dangerous for us to beep, beep it here anyway. That might give us some of the resources we would need if it, there was a way to do it with more of this kind of strange scientific twist. I could see that. I'm into that. Just manipulating an effect that is already upon it. Instead of creating a new one from scratch. That's so fascinating. Like, where would it go? Yeah. Try not to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Is it like? Is it like a... It disappears and reappears? Or is it like a, it's caught between states such that it's still like there, but it's like phasing? I think like it, that's it. People might see it, freak out that they're going to hit it, then pass through it. Oh, is that something to it? Like it won't become corporeal until one of us steps onto it? That way that would Ooh, stop yeah, anyone else yeah. from being able to get in, but like we could bring buddies along if we're on it. Other people can get it. And in. then it becomes like an urban legend, the ghost train. It's just like Kingdom Hearts 2. All right. So we want to remove the beep beep call it to us effect and manipulate it to instead have it always phasing and pseudo incorporeal if one of you is not aboard. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
Is it just us or does like any living thing like our horses aboard? Yeah. What happens to your horses? I feel like the horses would be fine because the whole train is just changing state. That's true. And the horses, like, they were on the train when we got here. They are part of the train, really. When you yeah, think about yeah. It. And, I mean, the Flash can take people with him when he phases through stuff. He's just yeah. vibrating them at the right frequency, too. Now I'm just kind of galaxy burning. We're on the train. We've got some people with us we've rescued. We have to get off the train. They stay on the train. Can they stay on the train, or do they have to get off the train, or do they stay on the train and just phase? And if they do, are they aware of it? It sounds to me like nobody can be on the train if you're not on the train. Okay. They'd fall out the bottom. Unless it's part of the train. Yeah, yeah. It can't yeah. be on the train. Like the horses, because they're part of the train. Yeah. Like crews. Crews will stay in the train and phase just fine. On the train, part of the train. God. That's, <laughs> that's a chant for some other on mystery. On the train, <laughs> part of the train. It's from Adventure Time. <laughs> All right. So the ritual move. When you perform a ritual to do something massively weird, the GM will tell you what you need in terms of time, minutes to weeks, and resources, mundane or weird, depending on the desired effect. The effect only happens after all the GM's conditions have been met, and you roll to go weird at at least level 5. The GM decides the level. On a 10+, plus, you succeed. On a 7 to 9, you need more time and resources, or the GM adds danger, a worse outcome, or an ugly choice. The effect only happens after all the GM's additional conditions have been met. On a six or less, the GM will make a hard move. So in terms of time, I feel like you could get this done in the day it takes. I think there will be a little bit of time where you need to stop the train, mess with some stuff from the outside. So we're maybe adding like a handful of hours onto this trip just to stop the train somewhere, deboard, experiment or collect pieces or add pieces or whatever and get going again. Uh, as far as resources go, you've got like the clicker which kind of triggers this extant effect. If you wanted to spend like basically a charge of the workshop car and a charge of the study car, I think that those two things combined would like get you the stuff you need already on board the train to make this happen. That makes sense. Um, Boy, at least level five. Level five examples are like read the mind of a creature with human intelligence against their will or cause harm to a creature the size of a horse. Level seven is causing harm to a creature the size of a locomotive. Um, or seeing short but detailed visions of the past, present, or future. Is it seven? You're not harming the locomotive. You are interacting with a creature the size of a locomotive, that being a locomotive. <laughs> Let's go with a six. Let's okay. go with a weird level six on this. And I suppose we could do this as teamwork. Like, going weird is just a move. Um, so anybody who wants to roll it is welcome to roll it. It just may add problems. If we're going to try to do this, I think it makes sense for, like, one person to try and then if the other weird people need to jump in and make it a teamwork we can do that but i feel like it makes sense for rev to start this being like the wizardy spells magic person yeah because it doesn't say that a teamwork move has to be declared beforehand it's kind of like the help yeah. out but yeah i mean it doesn't specify i think we've already done it in a retroactive sense and like as far as i can tell this is the closest thing to that type of retroactive move and everything else yeah so i'm I'm operating under the assumption that you can tag on later. Okay. Yeah, so this is going to be going weird, uh, plus soul, plus weird, minus three. So minus three. I've got a two, so I'm rolling with a minus one. Godspeed. Eight. Uh, you need more time and resources or the GM adds danger, a worse outcome, or an ugly choice. I think we'll follow that thread of this is going to take additional time. Mm. Just this is more intensive than you thought it was going to be. You would reach town before this was over, so... If you want it to be done before you go to town, you need to stop. Probably adding a little bit less than a full day, like 
currently you would be arriving in the afternoon. In order to get this done, you'd be arriving in the very early morning the next day instead, like 18 hours or something. Okay, yeah, because we're not, oh, I was going to say we're not really worried about the Headless Horseman showing up since it's a couple of days away. But he could ride through the night, but he yeah. doesn't, if he doesn't ride through the day, he's still basically only traveling half the time. I don't know, or maybe the holy water rain killed him entirely. We could be that lucky. Yeah, I mean, you normally are. on that note should i stick around here my other thought was to just venture a little ways ahead in case another train starts coming this way while you're doing this you know while we're stopped if i could you know stop it before it plows into what you're working on that's good (laughs) not a bad idea it just occurred to me what you said about oh we only have to worry about him riding at night we were only here a day before he showed up like, if it was based off of your entrance into this world. Ooh. Yeah. But he's been seen before. I guess I just didn't know in the area, local headless <laughs> horsemen's in your area. <laughs> like, was he at the, you know, wherever he comes from? Just just to put out there, That's there's a, a possibility yeah. he could show up today or tonight. That's a good point. And I've got the holy guns. Maybe the mysterious stranger will show up as well. We don't know. Yeah. Kim's like, we can only hope. We can only hope that the Headless Horseman shows up with the handsome, mysterious stranger (laughs) right behind. You also spent a couple more nights in Prospect Gardens and he didn't show up. Oh, that's true. Yes. Time has passed. Hmm. Well, that's worse now. So now maybe he's he's going to for sure show up tonight. (laughs) Well, I'll leave one of my guns with y'all and I'll go ahead and signal if if a train is coming through. I'll try to stop them before they hit. And if you all hear gunshots and or explosions in the distance know that there's trouble that way. So what's the plan, Tass? Are you moving ahead? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Where do we stop the train, like relative to Silent Spring? I assume so short that it's not like visible ahead. Yeah. In which case, how far back, how far up is Tass moving? Are you moving to a point that the town is visible? I think I would have our train in view in the distance, like just knowing like this is about how long it would take to stop a train if they're putting on the brakes and need to slow down before they'd hit us. Okay. Uh, how long does it take for a train to stop? Oh, about like 12, probably. So as far ahead as it would take another train to stop, not so far ahead that you can see the town. Correct. Okay. You all set to work, performing this ritual, getting the train a phase in. Tass, you move ahead. The time passes without incident. Uh, you don't see another train coming along the rails or anything. I'm sitting out there eating some you know, snacks and sitting around and realizing, oh, I didn't give them a signal to tell me when this is done. <laughs> the, the train coming your way is that's, probably the signal. Yeah, that's pretty much got to be it. So uh, in the wee hours of the following morning, the ritual is complete. You have this effect active on the train. Are you getting it back underway or are you just leaving it here and riding in the rest of the way to town? Y'all could probably just bring it up to as far as I have gone just to get it that little bit closer, but still out of view of town before we get moving. Yeah, I'll tell Cruz, keep going until you see Tass, but stop before you get to Tass. He lifts up a hand to wave, and the train gets moving. Thanks, Cruz. Tass, your laziness has paid off. You didn't have to make the short ride back to the train. Nice. The train instead comes to you and comes to a halt harmlessly on the rails. So you are all able to deboard, get your horses back out of the stable car. You get off the train. What does the train do? look like once you step off of it with this effect on it like how does this manifest once you are all no longer on board i think it's like solid when we're on it but as soon as we step off it 
it doesn't become invisible, but it's almost like like kind of that heat wave mirage, like kind of wavy in the air. Like you can tell something's there, but it's not solid. Oh, like when you see a like a vehicle in a in a far distance and it's super hot, and so it's got that kind of. It looks like it's dancing. It's little yeah. wavy lines. The wavy train. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get off my horse. Does it do the same thing when I'm not on it? (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) No. Did we get Jake to the fuck it level already? (laughs) It's only been like three episodes. We're here in the Hugh Jackman Memorial Sex Room. (laughs) He's like, all right, yeah, you guys find the things. Back to the portal. (laughs) That is going to be the shorthand is whenever we get the GM to be like, yeah, fuck it, I don't care. We finally made it into the Hugh Jackman Memorial Sex Room of this game. (laughs) I feel like no, because it is detached from the train. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you took the wheel off the car... It's not on the car anymore and therefore not subject to the mm. same effects that are going on on the car. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, I feel like as we're out and about, if the horses are incorporeal, it's going to feel too much like they're the train and I want my horse to be my horse. <laughs> uh, I want him to be blueberry milk and eating oats and yeah. having a good time and loving his horse life. That's part of the reason it took a little longer is we had to fix the glitch of the horse's seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is your desired approach to the town? Um, at this point, you still haven't really laid eyes on it. I don't think it's been made clear to you how it's set up or anything. Uh, you've got an idea of how far away it is now on horseback. It's real, real early in the morning. Like the sun is not yet rising. How do you want to do this? What is the landscape around the town? Like, are there any bluffs or anything that we could maybe get high ground and get a look over the town? Or is it all just flat? Uh, why don't you read a situation? Four. Could this be... A team move of us like getting out and like approaching and just getting the lay of the land together. I am reconsidering my take on the teamwork move. Mm, go on. Oh, it seems wildly powerful to be able to retroactively basically re-roll a move that was failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if somebody gets a four and then you can just go, oh, I'm also going to roll it. I did better. Nothing bad happened. Yeah. Compared to every other game where you get like a plus one, you know, something very small that can just set somebody over the edge. Yeah. It does seem like that this game is just more punishing in that way. Like you've you've got to hedge your bets and do a teamwork with the knowledge that most likely you'll at least get a mixed success or you do a solo roll and them's the breaks. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to like make the decision like I don't want there to be a single chance that this could definitely fail. We just have to agree that it's a teamwork move from the get-go. Yeah. Listen, we tried it in beta for four episodes. <laughs> Seemed a little too powerful. Yeah. We're rolling out version 2.0. I hope you're okay with the whiplash of us having made one call moments ago and a new call <laughs> in the same right episode. Now. That's yeah. improv, baby. And yeah, like I think, I mean, teamwork is, you know, each helping character rolls plus attribute plus skill. Does it apply to like, I guess it would still apply to like named moves, right? Like you could still teamwork, read a situation, roll plus mind plus awareness. And, you know, on a mixed success, you get the consequence of a mixed success on teamwork and you get the one question or whatever. But I don't think teamwork exclusively applies to like use a skill yeah because everything is still uh, functionally a skill and a tribute plus a skill yeah. yeah um okay i like this let's see how i feel about it next time sure something we, maybe we'll go <laughs> back the other challenges way. it um it's fluid I, all, all of this to say uh you fucked up yeah and that tracks you read a situation as a failure uh i look around and turns out i'm looking in the complete wrong direction i'm like there's no there's no town here so I think that 
looking around, uh, yeah, I mean, you do see a bluff that you think overlooks the town that might give you a better vantage point to look in and get a lay of the land. Uh, there's that point up there. Maybe if we circle around and head up there, we can get kind of an eagle eye on the town, see if there's anywhere we need to watch out from. Yeah, and we might even be able to see like how the town operates as it starts to get fired up in the morning. This seems like a good plan. Let's go. You all ride up and around to the top of this bluff. And as you get up there, you are overlooking the town. You can see where the rail would come in and the train station makes like a flat edge of this town. Picture like the shape of an old timey thermometer, basically, where it's like a narrow lane that runs down and then kind of opens up into more of like a circular cul-de-sac. That's kind of what this town is. Like the skinny end is where the rail would hit kind of perpendicular and off the train station it runs down in this narrow lane that just kind of opens out into a wider loop of buildings cool uh and i think as you get up here and you are looking down off the edge of the bluff there is a rustle in the grass near you and you notice a couple of figures camped out that you didn't see riding up uh, as a couple of guys kind of roll out of their sleeping bags and sit up and blink bleary-eyed looking at all of you morning morning How'd you sleep? Fine. Who are you? Visitors. Why are you coming in on the bluff? Uh, we wanted to watch the sunrise, right? And I'm like looking around. <laughs> Team move. Let's lie together. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do want a bluff deceive roll uh, from Megan, but this can be a teamwork if we want to pre-declare it a teamwork. Yeah, I will. I will help out. I'll produce my sketchbook and some paints. I was really interested in painting the sunset from this view. Anybody else team working? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we heard uh, from a friend of ours that this was the place to be. It seems like we were beat here already. I assume that's why you were sleeping out here was to get a, a drop on the sunrise. That's a four. <laughs> Ten. Eleven. Okay. So uh, you do it faster, more efficient, and with a better outcome as a group than you would have on your own. Uh, and because it's not a mixed success, it doesn't matter that somebody failed. Nice. doesn't matter that somebody... <laughs> Failed. Who shall remain nameless. <laughs> failed. <laughs> so these guys crawl out of their sleeping bags uh, and stand up. One of them is a real big stocky dude. He's got a big bushy mustache and a buzzed head. The other one's kind of a shorter spindly guy who puts on a real busted up bowler cap with his long johns as he stands up. He's just got bushy sideburns and like missing teeth. And the big guy says, well, no, we're... We're up here to keep watch. Who's your friend who said to, good to paint the sunset up here? Is that somebody who lives in town? No, it's someone that lives back in Prospect Gardens, but they passed through this way and just happened to catch the, the sunset from up here. Oh. What are you keeping watch for? People who might be trying to sneak into town. Oh, are people not allowed to go into town? Well, everybody who comes into town is, we're, we were supposed to know about them, and most of them got to meet with Mayor Dales. Oh, that's, we heard a story about that. The, uh, not too long ago, he became mayor or something? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Who, what, how'd that happen? Well, I don't know exactly. He was deputized by some out-of-towner or something who said he was going to be in charge here and keep things locked down nice and tight. And he brought a bunch of us on, gave us a hell of a lot of money, didn't he? And he looks at the littler guy and the littler guy nods to be his muscle and Keep an eye on things. Make sure nobody gets wild. Oh, how does one get in on that job? Well, you probably got to talk to Mayor Dales. 
Seems like all roads lead to that fella, huh? I say as I'm starting to paint the sunrise. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's only the one road in town just leads right down to his house. And he points down the way and just like at the end of the cul-de-sac centered up is uh, a pretty big like mansion, uh, like a governor's house-esque building. So, yeah, the road, it do lead to Mr. Dale's. What can you tell me about this fella? Other than he apparently pays very handsomely. They look at each other and they both kind of shrug. Uh, and the littler guy says, Honestly, I ain't heard of him before. He put the word out, calling for workers. Think he's just a nobody. I don't know who the guy was who put him in charge, neither. Reckon that's the guy that had the deep pockets. He's not much intimidating all by himself, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and the big guy like kind of shakes his head like he agrees he's not that intimidating. But he's a pretty good talker and he pays good. I certainly had worse jobs in my life. Uh, and the big guy nods in agreement. Don't know that he's much of a quick draw or nothing like that. I don't know why he was put in charge, but he was. He called the shots now. It's got to keep you pretty busy if everybody who comes through town's got to go meet the mayor and you got to keep an eye out on him, especially with a train running through here. Yeah, it's busy work. There's a bunch of us, though, so duties are pretty spread out. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's just kind of stopping everybody then. You're not looking for anybody in particular? Like, is there somebody we should be keeping an eye out for? Uh, They kind of look at each other, like, wondering if the other has an answer. Uh, and then they look back to you. The little guy goes, well, I don't rightly know. I ain't been told to look out for anybody in particular. We're just keeping an eye out for general tomfoolery. Okay. Out of curiosity, because we might be in and out of town a little bit. If we come from a different way and meet another pair of fine gentlemen, such as yourself, do we have to meet with the mayor again a second time? Or is there some sort of uh, insignia or like a signature that you boys could give me to make sure that uh, I'm not stopped a second time? Just stamp our hand on the way out. Oh, I don't know. You could ask the mayor about it. Maybe he got some kind of badges or something that y'all could have. Oh, that's a good idea. Thanks. Oh, I- I'm so sorry. Uh, what were your names? My name's Russet. Folks call me Jumbo. Uh, and the little guy says, my name's Wyatt. Nice to meet you, gentlemen. You too. Hey, if you give us a second, I can I can get my boots on and we can walk you down there, take you to the mayor, get your introductions made. Are they both? What Describe how they're like hanging out. Just one sleeping bag and... <laughs> no, uh, individual sleeping bags, just roughing it under the stars. I mean, both of them are currently just in like long johns standing in front of their sleeping bags chatting with you. Why? What you got in mind? Uh, I don't feel like we want them to walk us down to the mayor. Are you wanting to know maybe their proximity to the edge of the bluff? No, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> More I, so their proximity to each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're right next to each other. And what's the height difference? Uh, one of them's like... Like me and Jake? Is that, is that the difference? Probably not that extreme. One of them's like 6'4", the other one's like 5'6". So hard to knock their heads together, yeah. for example. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. We, we can find our own way. It seems like you both have a really important job to do up here, keeping an eye out and everything. And I feel like we've already taken up too much of your time and focus. So uh, I, I, it's a, I point at the mansion. It's a pretty obvious uh, place we got to go. Like you said, all roads lead to the mayor. So we'll just head on in and grab a drink and uh, talk, talk to him ourselves. Well, you're not going to be able to just like walk in there and talk to him by yourself. There's going to be more of our guys down there who's going to stop you if we're not the ones leading you in. So, I mean, if you don't wait for us, I guess that's fine. But you're just going to have to go through a similar process with probably at least the guys by the door. I want to like pull Jumbo aside a little bit. Okay. Listen, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to embarrass my friend, uh, the 
sweet one with the blue hair. She, Mayor Dales, I suppose you could say, is a an ex-boyfriend of hers. And we're, we're trying to do <laughs> honest business in this town. And we're not so keen on the idea of getting a face-to-face with him. If you fellas could just escort us into town and just sort of let us be on our way, we won't cause any trouble, I promise. We're just trying to avoid a certain, you know, uncomfortable interaction. And as Kim has pulled him aside, I am stretching and I'm making eye contact with Tass and just knocking my hand against the back of my head and and gesturing to one and then looking at the other one. Nice. Yeah, I I give a solid nod and I move closer to the smaller guy. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Kim, give me a, a new bluff deceive roll. Twelve. Okay. Jumbo's brow is furrowed. And he's nodding and understanding as you talk. Mm. Yeah, well, I can see how that would be an uncomfortable interaction. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I certainly wouldn't want to go through something like that myself. No, and I'd hate to see my friend have to deal with that. He he looks over at Megan and his gaze softens. He looks pityingly. I just look at him so quizzically like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? She seems so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, as long as you're sticking with us, we ought to be able to wave off the rest of our crew. We just can't go anywhere that the mayor might see us. But And he kind of like looks up at the sun, like where it is in the sky. Well, I reckon he won't be awake quite yet anyway. So if you're quick, we could maybe get you where you need to go and get you back out. We'll just keep an eye on you. You know what? I think that's a perfect start. Thank you for your understanding. He nods. And again, as he turns back to like go put on his overalls and boots, he gives another look at Megan, sadly, and shakes his head. I look at Kim like, I don't say this, but the look very much translates to, the fuck did you tell him? (laughs) I'm smiling and widening my eyes a bit in a don't worry about it expression. (laughs) Good news! These fine gentlemen are going to escort us into town, but we're just going to go ahead and skip that little trip to the mayor's office. I very quickly slip my pistol that was turned around for a pistol whip back into the holster and give a nod. Great, great. Awesome. Wyatt hears you say that, and he looks a little confused, and he looks over at Jumbo, and Jumbo puts a hand around his shoulder, and they turn their backs to you, and you see Jumbo whispering something to Wyatt, and Wyatt looks over his shoulder (laughs) and Megan... I'm going to slip an arm around Megan's shoulder and turn her the opposite direction of Wyatt and Jumbo. I told Jumbo that Dales is your ex-boyfriend and that it'd be really awkward if the two of you had a face-to-face interaction. And I put my arm around Tass and turn our backs away. (laughs) And I say, I can't believe you were going to give me the bigger one. You're bigger than me. Come on, man. What, what 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 if they ask me about him? Just cry. It's too hard to talk about. Oh, right, right. No, that makes sense. Okay, uh, good, good, good thinking. And I just hug her and I'm like, it's okay, honey. We're just going to be in and out. I put my hand over my chest and I look at the two guys and I just mouth thank you. <laughs> uh, I think I legitimately start spiraling a bit as we're turned away and I whisper to Rev, it occurs to me in this moment that if we go into town and stir up a wasp nest, and we have to ride out of town to get to our train. We're going to have to drive back through the wasp nest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Jumbo and Wyatt uh, get dressed, get their things packed away. While they're getting dressed, I want to kind of 
gather the four of us off to the side. I know this kind of goes against what these two think, but I feel like if we end up face to face with Dale, what do you think if we pull in Allison and tell him that Nash sent us? Not bad. I worry that the reason that they bring everyone to him is because he's the one with the descriptions. Another issue. Um, These dear gentlemen are escorting us into town, taking us where we need to go, and then escorting us back out. So if we want to linger in Silent Springs, we're going to need a way to um, excuse these two gentlemen from their duties. I feel like if we're going to do that, we need to do it here. But then we can't get into town. Yeah, I think I think we just play it by ear. We'll let them lead us around. If they're going to keep us on a path that'll keep us away from the mayor, we can at least get our eyes on what's going on down there, see if we can find any idea of a circle here. Maybe it's not, but it could be. So like we're going to we're basically just going to do like a a tour of the town and then we're going to have to come back to the town. Yeah, you know, we'll partake, we'll have some drinks, we'll, you know, get supplies, whatever, usual stuff, usual fare and then see what we can see, call an audible. I mean, come on, every plan we've ever made ends about four minutes into it, so... What? (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) I think that sounds good. This way, at least we have an excuse to be looking around. Maybe we can spot any sort of, like, you know, holes in security. Yeah, great. Great, great, great. Fellas, are you decent? Yep. Fantastic. Let's go, then. All right. They start to hoof it back down uh, and, like, around this bluff, headed back towards... The railway station, like the entrance into town, that's kind of where this bluff levels back out and you can make your way in. They don't have horses or anything, so they're just walking it. And uh, they're shooting the shit a little bit uh, ahead of you as you go. They don't seem to be paying you an excess of mind. You know, occasionally they look back over their shoulder, make sure you're still with them. Sometimes they'll shoot a question back towards you, but otherwise they're just kind of merrily walking you in. Yeah, I think stroll up with them if they would seem chill about it and like just, you know, genuinely be chatting with them just ask them about what kind of hardware they're working and talk guns and stuff okay yeah they they love it uh you get a a nice little camaraderie going with these two comparing pistols and talking about gun tricks and you know jumbo tries to do one and accidentally throws his gun down the hill and has to scramble after it (laughs) you get to laugh at him classic jumbo classic jumbo (laughs) but they bring you down the bluff and past the train station and onto the main road leading into Silent Spring. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is I reporting. He's at the Lao Chang restaurant, Changchun, northeastern China. It's uh, spring 1997. Once it started, I'll leave him in Ming's hands. <laughs> That's a joke. Ming doesn't have hands. And what do you do exactly besides dance with him? 
strangers. I work for the postal service. <laughs> you, you're a, a postman. We're right. Miss Cloutier, what is it? It's just a bit strange. A letter for me from Hong Kong. And there's no stamp. I need stamps to write a dead person? Yep, there's a cost. How much? A pound. A pound of flesh. A pound of you. It seems like a lot. Lift up your shirt! What's that? Just pull this tube over your stomach. We are done Ah! Yeah, this is gonna hurt. What? Nothing! Ah! Ah! The very worst thing that could possibly happen. Sara, please write back. If your letter can find me here, then I think we have a lot to talk about. Saludos, Raúl. The very worst thing that could possibly happen. An audio drama in nine parts, produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.